From the studios of Teen Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Charleston, South Carolina, this is the Sunday Sprint for Week 10 of the National Football League season of 2010. Luke Morrow is alongside. Hello, Luke. Good morning. Um, okay, a couple things. Number one, Seattle can't turn the ball over. No, no, not good. Not in the red zone. Yes, not good at all. Um, you know, the Seahawks have found a way to uh, uh, play close games and uh, have games come down to the fourth quarter. So we'll see what they do today. But do you also look on the other side and, you know, you anticipate this time of year that as bad as the Bucks have been, this is maybe when Brady gets things going here moving forward. Uh, real, real quick before we move on, any um, prognostications on, on this turf and how this turf has been overall first ever game in, in Germany for the National Football League? Uh, I mean, I hope everything goes okay the rest of the way. I know I saw Cooper Cup tweeting about, you know, we've, we've talked about this and everyone's been talking about this, about playing in grass and these international yeah. games are always concerned because these are not normal football stadiums. And we could talk about the NFL, you know, breaching safety and then doing a bunch of kind of hypocritical things about player safety. So uh, we'll see how it, how it plays out the rest of the way. But, but hopefully it's not a serious issue here moving forward. It looks grassy. Um, it looks... Grassy, but it looks like it's been okay so far. Yeah. So we shall see. All right. Um, let's start with your Vikings. You're facing Buffalo. This is, in some eyes, a a, 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 a marquee game. In my eyes, a Bills blowout because I think that they're going to be stunned that they lost to the Jets, and I think that you guys are in for a thumping. Yeah, that's that's the the concerning part. You, you know, you wish things went a little different last week if you're a Vikings fan. Uh, that's maybe the bigger concern than this week because uh, you're betting on Josh Allen losing twice in a row, and in this case, in a return home. There's a reason why they are favored by a touchdown. You're not alone in your thought of uh, what you think is going to happen today. Vegas feels something similar as well. The thing with Josh Allen, you would assume he, he must be okay because I don't think you you would force him out there, you know, for one game if he is seriously injured. Uh, you don't need to at this point. There's still a whole second half of the season. This is not a divisional game, even though the Vikings record-wise right, would be a tough test. So my assumption is that Josh Allen is fine. That's why you put him out there today. Um, and that's obviously a, a concern. I was hoping for the, the Case Keenum matchup for the sake of the Vikings. But I've gone from, as a Vikings fan, expecting the letdown the last couple of weeks and now actually feeling optimistic, looking forward to this. Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know why. I, now I, I've gone too far in the other end, I guess. And um, I think they're being slighted by being such large Underdogs. I don't know if they'll win. I think they'll have a chance to win. But I do think they can uh, keep it close and hang in there today. I hope I'm right. And hopefully this isn't Josh Allen running all over that Viking defense today. You know, the Jets are on a bye this week. We hope no Xavier McKinney incidents. Yeah. Um, the Giants defensive sig- signal caller who was in an ATV accident last week. Um, so let's instead talk about Something that one of your guys did. Uh, Kirk Cousins purchased a golf course. Yeah, how about that? I- I'm liking this. I'm liking this. You're coming around between the dancing on the plane with the chains and golf courses? He- I don't care about dancing on planes. I care about expanding golf in America. That is a good step. Yeah. 
Well, I'm just saying he's winning a lot of people over this past week with uh, with these things. Yes, he is. Um, there's a lot of, in my mind, blah, 1 p.m. games. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna move ahead. Uh, sure. to a, a battle of what could be backup quarterbacks with Cardinals-Rams. We'll, we'll see how, yeah. how, how those starters look in warm-ups. Cowboys-Packers. If the Cowboys win this game in Lambeau, is this it for the Packers? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, right, they're already 3-6. and six. They're, uh, I think it's four and a half games out of the division lead. They were terrible last week. Aaron Rodgers looked bad. And then you come back and you lose at home today to the Cowboys against your former coach. See, that's the big thing. Yeah. We talked about these breakups. Brady against Belichick. Hey, Brady wins the Super Bowl. How's Belichick doing? Same idea, Rodgers and, um, and McCarthy. We all made it out to be McCarthy was the loser in this whole thing. And Rodgers was carrying him. And McCarthy was holding Rodgers back. Well, Look at how they've done the last two years since separating. I know the Packers last year had a good regular season, and they were terrible in their one playoff game. This year they're three and six. And McCarthy, people may not like him as a head coach. They may not want to give him credit, but you got to start doing so when you look at the job he did last year. And this year they're six and two when Dak was injured for a month. So if McCarthy rolls in there and say they blow out Rodgers and the Packers, I mean it's a big win in that breakup, and you're you're looking at this thing differently. Like, oh, hold on, maybe Rodgers was the loser in this thing, not McCarthy after all. So it's a it's a big game even just for, for that sense for Aaron and the Packers today. You you and I have talked about this over and over again, and I just feel like there's something... I thought that there was something with Tom Brady, and he does what he did last week, right? And saves everything in that classic, you know, last-minute drive. Can Brady... Uh, sorry, can Rodgers pull something out, or is the, the loss of... Devontae Adams and just him going downhill skill-wise, I just feel like he's going to try to hang on a little bit too long. And guess what? I think it may be time for Jordan Love. Yeah, people have started to have that interesting conversation or debate this week. Like, Rodgers just signed that contract. He got, what, three more years. You have the young Jordan Love still sitting there who hasn't played. And if the team is going to be, if they lose today 3-7 and seven and continue to move in this direction, at a certain point, do you pull Rodgers to get a look at Love this year? Uh, do you consider pulling the plug on Rodgers? Uh, maybe that's too uh, too rash of a decision this, this one season. You give him a mulligan and, and see what happens next year. But it's an interesting dynamic. In Green Bay, I think the big difference between Rodgers and Brady, and maybe this is unfair for me to say from my couch just watching these guys, you know Brady is always going to care. He's always 100% in it. People can joke about how you know it cost him his marriage, his passion or love for football. Rodgers, on the other hand, uh, there's concerns about you know how into it he is. Yeah, he seems blasé at times. Yeah, yeah, when the team's not very good and he, he doesn't have Devontae Adams and he just, he got that, con- not that he needs the money, but, you know, he got his contract. He's, he's satisfied there. You know, how much does he truly, uh, how much is he invested at this point where Brady, you never have that doubt even when things aren't going well. So, point being, you know, it, it could um, snowball for Green Bay. Rodgers has the ability to turn things around. He has the ability to be a winner, but, you know, will he have the desire to do it if the team's three and seven and, and fading fast? And what my prediction for the game today will be, Chargers 49ers, your thoughts, sir? Chargers 49ers, you know, the Chargers um, coming off the bye, they, they, they uh, have two weeks to get ready for this one. They just have been so banged up without um, 
uh, Williams and without Keenan Allen, and that's played a role. But Justin Herbert has been one of the worst quarterbacks in throwing the ball down the field. I think a big part of that also has just been the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and this, this neutered offense for the Chargers. Uh, I do think they keep it close. I mean, they're, they're an underdog at more than a touchdown tonight. I think we get a close, competitive, good game on Sunday night football. Um, Shanahan's better as an underdog than a, than a big favorite like that. But, um, you know, there's a reason why. If you're the Chargers, you should not be a 7.5-point underdog against uh, the 49ers. We, we've been talking about the Chargers should be one of the better teams in the AFC. And uh, they're just not playing. They have a negative point. They've been outscored this year despite their 5-3 and three record. So some things need to click, most notably on the offensive end, because they have too much talent to be a bit of a neutered offense that we've seen this year. I do think they play well tonight, though. Don't you think there's a and and when we've seen this with with Zach Wilson and and the Jets, the offensive coordinators suddenly have to limit you when you're losing people, and then when you're not losing people, you can you can go big. Do you think there's a chance? Or let me put it and then and and then there's those who think no run the ball, little tight end flares, and just make sure Zach Wilson doesn't do stupid things is this strategy or is this who you have on the field at any given time yeah that could be part of it now no disrespect to zach wilson but i get it more for him as opposed to justin herbert i think is just more of a talent you got to go out right and let him do his thing uh, i think that was the issue at oregon that mario cristobal offensive line coach you know held back justin herbert and then he came into the nfl and it's like whoa you know where has this been he would have been drafted higher in the draft if we knew he was capable of doing these things because at oregon they weren't interested in doing that and then you bring in joe lombardi who you know was a coordinator he was with the saints for a long time the lions and never had much success calling plays and i just don't think he's doing a great job getting the most out of his talented young quarterback now yes they have injuries at the wide receiver position you know that hurts um but i think you look at like uh i don't know patrick mahomes uh you take away tyreek hill this year he's doing just fine right there's a lot of quarterbacks that yeah uh, they're just good enough that they'll get by they'll be able to make plays and i think that's the case with justin herbert you got to unleash him a little bit more um i just want to touch on um the the eagles who play on monday night football for a second this team has got this area, not this area, but but more out towards the Trenton, Princeton, Philly area. Man, they they see their baseball team in the World Series, and now you get this team. They really think Jalen Hurts is for real. I, I haven't looked at the Eagles' schedule, but I'm curious to see how... How can I put this? Does a loss or two start drawing questions or start leading to questions? Whereas if it was Patrick Mahomes and you have a game, a bad game or two, you don't think anything of it, right? Yeah. You you see what I'm saying? Like this is a nine and zero or ten and zero, whatever the Eagles are. That is so unexpected that it's like, wait a second, was this the schedule? Was this strategy? Was this lack of film? Was this like what what led to all this? If that makes right. sense. And you're right. facing the Washington Commanders who have a lawsuit in front of them. This should be an easy win. But long term, that's, that's my thought about the Eagles. 
No, and I, I get what you're saying. I mean, they've built up less benefit of the doubt than a Mahomes or, or whoever, Brady, right? All these other quarterbacks that you've just seen it do it more. And for good reason. I mean, the Eagles, they're playing this offseason. Remember, they compiled draft picks uh, for next year's draft to either be able to move up in the draft or maybe they'd be in a position to get that quarterback. They didn't seem satisfied with Jalen Hurts going into this year. They wanted to have a plan B in case, you know, S hit the fan this year with their quarterback. Um, now, he's played well. And obviously you can curse on this show. Yeah, we've, we've cursed on this show before. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> Monday morning. It's, uh, I don't know. Keeping it light. Um, okay. But he's won, uh, I think it's uh, it's 14 in the last 16, I think it is, or 16 in the last 18. Something ridiculous. I mean, they're playing good football, and if you look this year statistically, analytically, they're number one in offense and defense, so uh, this is a good team. They haven't played the toughest schedule. They won't play a team with a winning record for another month. Um but they are good. I get your point, though. A one loss, I don't think, is a big deal. I think they'd rather lose a game in the regular season. But say they lose back-to-back games or they finish the year losing, you know, whatever, two out of three, something like that. Then, yeah, you start to worry, kind of like um, when the Steelers, was it two years ago, were the last undefeated team, and, and you thought, like, yeah, they're not as good as the, as the record may indicate. Um, I still think there's some people doubting this Eagles team, and I understand why, just because it's so so new and so sudden and kind of out of nowhere like you said. Is there anything we missed? Um, I, I, don't not. I, I don't think there's another game between two winning teams. No. Odd part of the of the uh, schedule. Now now 21 to 3 Tampa <laughs> over in Germany. Yeah, so. I believe Brady is uh, 19 and six in Tampa. The second half of the season. This technically becomes the second half of the season. So here come the Buccaneers. But they're not in Tampa. They're in Germany. Well, I'm saying since Brady got to Tampa. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. As a no Buccaneer, okay, I I get it now. I got you. I got you. Look, right at the end of our radio program. Oh. I know. Your game of the day. I mean, I guess I got, you got to go Vikings Bills. And the, and the other great thing is these are the two, you know, people may call this a Super Bowl preview, but these are the two 0-4 historically Super Bowl teams. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that one today. Yeah. Sleeper game. I got one for you that I think it's going to throw you off. Oh, what do you got? Rams-Cardinals if the starting quarterbacks play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could be looking at a Colt McCoy, uh, uh, John Wolford, game, whatever his name is. Uh, I'll say uh, for sleeper game, man, again, I mean, we talked about, I always like to pick one we didn't discuss. We picked all the ones. I'll say uh, I'll say Browns-Dolphins. You know what? I may like the Browns uh, in that game uh, in Miami. The Dolphins have been really good in one-score games. The Browns have not. The big difference has been the quarterback position, but I think uh, Jacoby Brissett gets a win on the road. Well, the big question down there is, have you hydrated yourself enough, Cleveland? That's right. It's nice and toasty down there in Miami. Um, for me, it's uh, the Giants and the 1-5-1, and one, I believe they are, Texans. To yep. Do I have that record correct? 1-6-1. and 1-6-1. One. One, one. Yeah. yeah. I know it's off a of bye, but that, that just should be easy, folks. It should be very easy. Uh, so that's that. Um, your game to watch golf during. See if Tony Fino can, can close out the Cadence Bank Houston Open. Uh, I 
play is the Broncos Titans. The point total is 39. I think it's the lowest of the week. Obviously, the Broncos offense has been terrible, and the Titans, even with or without Ryan Daniel, not a great offensive team either. It's just a boring game. Alright, and now it's time for the segment that Luke never prepares for the person or entity or player or something to watch today is... Uh, I mean, I could say Rodgers, 9-1, uh, following the week when his team scores 10 points or fewer. Uh, but I think I gotta go with the whole Colts debacle and see how Jeff Saturday does his first game on the sideline. What a weird... You just hire somebody you like? Yeah. Is that basically, and you just you never coach, never done anything? Okay, I like Jeff Saturday. Sure, we'll make him coach. Raiders by a yeah. billion today at 405. <laughs> it, it's like uh, just one of those conversations you have with a buddy over drinks one night, and you think like, yeah, we should do that. But when you wake up the next morning, you realize like maybe it wasn't the best idea. It feels like Jim, Jim Irsay was talking Colts football with Jeff Saturday and just thinking like, hey, you should come be the coach. And then he ends up actually becoming the coach. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have a completely different one for you, and that's Kirk Cousins. Is, 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 he, is he, we talked about Tom Brady and lawyers and people trying to make agreements. When you buy a golf course, a lot of paperwork involved. Is Kirk Cousins <laughs> thinking golf or thinking football today? Classic uh, Vikings uh, in a big game. Kirk Cousins is uh, off his game because of something he was doing this past week in his personal life. Uh, no, nah, in, in, in all seriousness, I do, though, have a spotlight on Kirk Cousins and just seeing what he can do, right? This is, this is a big spot for your Vikings. And I, I, I think we should note this, that, that you guys right now... Um, I clicked the wrong button. That's never helpful. Seven and one, and nobody else in that division has a winning record. <laughs> so it's yeah. very obvious who the go is in that division. And for you guys to lose big today would be a uh-oh moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. You got to show you belong. Uh, a lot of people are doubting this team. This is the biggest regular season game for Cousins since probably... Um, I don't know, at least 2019, they went to the playoffs that year, but didn't really have a big play, a big regular season game. That was year. the Saints. That was the Saints catch, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but that season, they were 10 and four. They lost their last two games. They they kind of limped into the playoffs. Um, you know, I don't know the last time. Even though this is still midway through the season, uh, this is probably the biggest Kirk Cousins regular season game in Minnesota in, in quite a few seasons. Luke, we, oh. I yes, I I did get my person. Okay, we shall see how it all plays out. Thank you as always, Mr. Morrow. My pleasure as always. All right, and enjoy your football weekend, everybody.